It's the Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty podcast. Police had to respond to a family game night down in Tulsa. They were playing Monopoly and drinking alcohol. Ooh, this is a bad start. It's a bad mix. Off you the- never mix Monopoly and beer. Dude gets into a Monopoly argument with his stepfather. Things got heated. There was a knocking over of the board. Classic. Then that turned into turning over furniture. Then the police were called. <laughs> police show up and there's Monopoly pieces all over the oh, living room. Oh, it's a bloodbath. There's hotels everywhere. And by this point, another family member said, take it outside. <laughs> and so they're outside. And stepson gets out a gun. Oh, no! Chasing stepdad down the street. All over a Monopoly game. I will not pay each player $50. I'm not paying the luxury tax. Be careful when you're playing Monopoly. Yeah, stick to some family-friendly board games. Candyland, Sorry, Twister. Yeah, there you go. You want the alcohol for the Twister. There was a roadside delivery in Nova Scotia. Well, this was rural Nova Scotia. So same with Huron County, where sometimes you have to drive a little bit yeah. if you want to deliver a baby. So these people were doing about a half hour drive, like Clinton to Wingham, pretty much. So they're in the middle of the drive. Mom says, no, pull over. Baby's coming. Oh, dear. And baby came. Yeah. Healthy, happy baby. Baby Emma. Oh, that's yeah. a nice name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should almost like name it after you. Your car or something. Baby Neon. Baby Neon. <laughs> baby Dodge Neon. <laughs> That'd be cute. If you had a baby, honestly, if you had a baby in a Dodge Neon and then you had another baby in like a CRV, you would love mm. the CRV baby more, right? Well, maybe because I like the vehicles more. <laughs> yeah, it's a cooler yeah. car. It's got all wheel drive. Every Dodge Neon I've ever seen, the Neon is broken. I like you better because you were born in the CRV. Unlike your sister was born in the neon. You should be more like your brother Prius. Vandalism is wrong, but if you're going to vandalize, you need to do it hilariously like they do in Hanover. They have one of those black signs with the yellow lettering. You can put in each letter and make a message. Those signs are risky. They should have some kind of plastic over top because people always get a hold of the letters. I think what the sign is supposed to say is Tim Horton's Hanover location, now hiring full part-time shifts available, apply inside. What it actually says now, because somebody rearranged the letters, is Tim Horton's Hanover... Fun porn time shifts available. <laughs> they kind of missed out here, though, because they could have taken the Y from apply and went Tim Horny's. Oh! Would have tied in nicely. It's right there. I mean, I heard they were hard up for help, but that's a little ridiculous. Oh, hard up. <laughs> now we know how they get the cream in the Boston cream. Oh, guess we know how they get the holes in the donuts now. Oh, Ouch. This is all terrible. These Hallmark Christmas movies are getting more and more ridiculous. They've run out of ideas, I think. I don't think they had many ideas to start. No. Always single businesswoman, comes to the small town, falls in love. Rich guy's trying to buy your bookshop, and then they end up falling in love, and then he buys the bookshop, and they keep going as a bookshop. And he gives it back to her. (laughs) It's It's the same story. It's called Three Wise Men and a Baby. Hold on. Terrible title. No, is that playing on Three Men and a Baby? The, what was it, eight, late 80s, early 90s movie? Yeah, but it's Christmas, so they brought in the three wise men. And there's three, is yeah. it literally three dudes care for a baby and they're hapless? Yeah. That's the plot of Three Men and a Baby. Well, it seems, <laughs> seems to be what this one is. Three brothers discover a baby. What could possibly go wrong? Oh, no hands. It's just a baby. 
just a baby. I think he needs a little diaper change. We may have to evacuate the store. Three wise men and a baby. So the whole joke here is that what could men possibly know about babies? It's funny because men don't know things about children. And it's that's just an outdated thing. When we had our first kid, I knew more about babies than my wife. I had a little sister. So when I was 14 or 15, my little sister was born. Like I helped her walk. I rocked her to sleep. I changed her diaper. Oh, you had practice. I had practice. Just this outdated concept. Oh, men don't know what they're doing around a baby. There's a lot of great fathers out there. The U.S. are lovely neighbors to the South. They're they were- so ahead in some things, yet so behind in others. What are they ahead in? Well, like technology and stuff sometimes. What technology do they have that we don't? Well, they invented a lot of stuff. Like what? You're just talking out your ass right now. The whole tech world, <laughs> Facebook. Again, we have all these things. Because they invented it. So they were voted, voting on a federal bill to protect same-sex and interracial marriage. Their Senate was voting on this yesterday. It passed by a vote of 61 to 36. So it passed, going to go to Congress. They're going to kind of finalize it, and then the president signs off on it. But it's kind of a, a big step mm-hmm. towards equality for all people. And Matt and I, big supporters of the LGBTQ community, we're, we're allies here. And it should go without saying, but that community, racialized communities, they deserve all the same rights that everybody gets. And that includes the right to be tied down to someone they barely know or like legally for the rest of their lives. My image of Buddhist temples is kind of ruined after this story out of Thailand. Somebody went up there and they tested all the monks for drugs. Why were they testing the monks for drugs? I think they were behaving slightly suspicious. They tested the monks in the temple. All of them tested positive for meth. All of them? All of the the monks were doing meth? It's a smaller temple, apparently, but still, they're all in rehab now, and the temple's empty at the moment. Is it empty because they traded all the stuff for meth? I think so. Well, people bring monks food in exchange for, like, powers and stuff. And so maybe someone was bringing them meth, I guess, instead of food. And the monks were getting powers. And the monks were like, this is kind of good. This tastes better than the celery. It's true. <laughs> meth does taste better than celery. You're right. I suppose, though, the drugs work faster than sitting around all day waiting to be enlightened. Just seems like nobody wants to work for things anymore. Did you get your uh, bivalent vaccine yet? Next week. Next week. All right. I'm already bi. You're going to be bi next week. Okay. Yeah, Maybe a couple it. bi guys hanging out in the studio here. Yeah, bivalent. Yeah, sure, that's what I meant. So between February and June of this year, the province wasted 3.4 million COVID-19 vaccines. They had to get tossed in the trash. That's like a lot of Ontario. Yes. <laughs> what, did they order one for every single person? Probably one or a couple, maybe. Yeah. They're anticipating more people would want the vaccine. I guess not as many as they thought. But I'm thinking this could be a good thing because I know college is going on right now. School's in. If you're looking for a first date idea, mm. it's a good thing to do, right? You want to make sure you're safe, but you still want to go out and do something. That's something to do that's safe is going out. You get the booster shot with the person you're dating. Booster dates. There you go. Yeah. Nice booster date. But remember... The booster only protects against COVID-19 and not chlamydia. Trust me. Out Newfoundland way. They have their Santa Claus parade in St. John's, Newfoundland. And Santa Claus isn't the headliner. He's not the thing people get the most excited about. It's somebody else. It's another mascot. People weren't cheering the loudest for Santa. They were cheering the loudest for Mr. Big Stick. He's a big, giant stick of baloney. <laughs> uh, so, Matt, <laughs> we're not kidding. It's not no a joke. A big... 
pink stick with legs. Flesh-colored stick. It kind of looks like something else, and I think that's part of the appeal. All the young people like to get selfies with Mr. Big Stick. And it's because he looks like a, a giant dong with arms and legs. It basically does. I, they could have chosen another color or something. It, it's pretty funny, actually, and it's just so random and ridiculous that he's become the star of the show. There's T-shirts, Christmas ornaments. <laughs> you can buy Christmas ornaments yes. of Mr. Big Stick? They love Mr. Big Stick. He's been in the parade for 25 years, and he steals the show. Mr. Big Stick, he's just a Newfoundland tradition at this point. He needs to do the dildo Newfoundland parade. I remember in elementary school, we were assigned a pen pal in Australia. And so I wrote someone in Australia, like, Do you have a pet kangaroo? Is it cold down there? Because it gets cold here. I hear that your summer is our winter. These pen pals that were assigned back in 1938, Jeff from England and Celesta from New Jersey. They've been writing each other for 84 years. Good Lord. 84 years of writing letters back and forth. Are they involved? I don't think. Well, maybe throughout the years. Maybe there might have been some flirting going on in those letters. I was going to say, back in 1934, it would have been kind of hard to send a racy pic. You have to go to a photographer's studio, <laughs> remove your clothes, and sit there for 12 minutes while the photo exposed. You'd have to bribe the post office with a bottle of bourbon and a carrot for the horse. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anybody about this photo. So as you know, you can write Santa and Santa will write back. We talked about this this week. You can write in any language you want. Santa will respond because Santa's smart. But if you want a response from Santa, you got to have your letter in the mail by Friday. Friday's the last day to mail Santa if you want a response back. Santa's address is Santa Claus at the North Pole, H-O-H-O-H-O. Okay. So you can just put that in the mail. Canada Post, they know where he lives. They'll get it up to the North Pole. But just remember, be forgiving about Santa's handwriting. He's been having a little too much Christmas juice. Oh. And, in fact, he's had so much Christmas juice, Mrs. Claus says if he doesn't attend Christmas Juice Anonymous, uh, she'll divorce him and take half the elves. Is this like kids? He has to pay child support? The elves classify under the Temporary Foreign Workers Program. They ought to make this story into one of those Hallmark Christmas movies. Why? Because it's bad? Nothing bad about this story. I love this story. Everything about this story is horrible. No. A 78-year-old met this 72-year-old. Their names are Dennis and Brenda. They met in the condiments aisle in a grocery store down in Arizona. But terrible point number one. They met down the worst aisle, the condiment aisle, where the relish is. Yes, well, they relished each other, needless to say. Shame on you. And they exchanged numbers. Next thing you know, Dennis is proposing to her in the same grocery aisle. The news <laughs> talked to Brenda about the proposal. I said, you know, we met there. He wants to propose to me. I said, I want him to do it in the condiment aisle where we met. Okay. Isn't that sweet? So she asked for it, I guess. I'm old. He's old. There's not that many more years left for either of us. And I told him, I said, well, we don't have that many more years. Let's just do something dumb and stupid. <laughs> Let's do something that. dumb and stupid. Let's do something dumb and stupid. Do you have the clip what the guy said? He got in there and said uh, something. Yeah. And I wanted people to see that there is hope, especially us older folks. Especially in the condiment aisle. <laughs> There's, hope. <laughs> There's hope in the condiment aisle. Hope in the condiment That's aisle. That's where you meet all the nice ones. That's where a bunch of senior citizens would meet in the condiment aisle. Yeah, well, let me finish. They got married there. They Dude. got married in the condiment yes. aisle? Yes. They met there, got proposed there, 
and got married there, right there in the condiment aisle. All right, so if you're looking for a new place to get married, Corey's Foodland in Clinton is now taking reservations. I hear they do weddings. You can get married in foreign foods. It'll be so romantic. I'd get married in the cereal aisle. I'm kind of kinky. I like produce. So you know me, I have a hard time making choices. And so I went to get my vaccine yesterday and I didn't realize I was going to have to make so many choices. What do you mean? I walk in the building and the first choice was, do you want your flu shot while you're here? So then I had to decide. That was easy. Like, okay, yeah, I'll get protection against the flu. Two birds with one stone. Woo, beauty. So then I walk in and then I had to choose between vaccines. Do you want the Pfizer one? Or the Moderna one. So why is this difficult? It shouldn't be, but then I'm always afraid of making the wrong choice. I'm not very good at making decisions, and so I did what I did at restaurants. I asked the nurse, hey, uh, which one would you recommend? Like, is the macaroni and cheese good here? I, I pulled that. And she's like, Mr. Hussey, are you on mushrooms? But they're not allowed to make a recommendation. You just have to choose. And so I hummed and hawed a bit, and I eventually chose. And then 12 minutes later, you chose uh, Pfizer. So I chose the Pfizer, and I thought, oh, good. No more decisions. And then there was the question, which arm do you want each vaccine in? I could go right, left with the vaccines, or I could get them both in the left, both in the right. So many choices. It's good you're telling us the story because these all sound like very minor, easy decisions for, I think, most people to make. Most people. But in your daily life... I was flustered. I, I... Okay, so you bring boiled eggs to work every morning, which, by the way, the smell. Ooh. When you open the carton of eggs, are you like, oh, which eggs should I take? Which ones are going to break on me if I boil them? Like, do you have anxiety picking the eggs out of the carton? Not really. I got okay. over that. So anyways, I made all my choices. It's, it's relatively easy. Got my vaccine. And then I had to decide what chair to sit in while I waited for 15 minutes. Yeah, you don't want to sit too close to somebody else. Yeah. But not so far either that you think they smell or something. That's right. So I had to make that choice too, but all the choices were made and, and I feel good about my decision. In an emergency, you call 911. Police in Timmins, they say every time it snows, every time they get roughly 40 phone calls from people saying, my neighbor is shoveling his or her snow onto my property. You need to come out. It's an emergency. You need to tell them. They're Is calling 911, bro. Well, where else are you going to put the snow? If your neighbor has more room on his lawn and your lawn's already full of snow, you got to put it somewhere. All of this could have been avoided if the city of Timmins bought everyone a flamethrower, like I suggested years ago. Yes. No, it, sh it shouldn't have to be stated, but I guess it does. You only call 911 in an emergency. Like when your spouse buys the 4.5-quart KitchenAid mixer. Even though you sent the link for the 5-quart and you've been talking about the 5-quart mixer for three months. But otherwise, non-emergency. So next year, 2023, Matthew, you are going to be paying an extra $1,065 for groceries. Am I? That's on top of what you already pay, which is uh, roughly uh, $16,000. I'm a pretty good shopper, though. I shop the deals... I shop the flash food, things like this. I've been keeping it pretty close to normal. Look at you. I'm a good shopper. My mom taught me well. Yeah, apparently vegetables are going to go up the most in price, which is why I stopped buying fresh produce altogether. Just don't buy it anymore. Now I have a, an almond milk slurry. It's just almond milk, but I toss in a multivitamin. It's disgusting, but at least I, I save the money and all my hair has fallen out, mm. which you could see as a benefit. <laughs> Yeah, if it all falls out, you don't have to shave it anymore. I, and this cough won't go away either, but otherwise, the savings. So you know this senior scam where someone calls, usually a senior, and says, 
hey, I'm Cody, your grandson. I'm in jail. I need bail money. And then they give the money. They and wire the money or give them bank account information. $4.2 million grandparents handed out this year. That's up from 2.4 last year. Holy moly. That's a lot of money to hand out to scammers. <laughs> and it's so <laughs> sad, too. The thing is, is like... Do people have that crappy of grandkids that they believe this in the first place? <laughs> I am Cody. I'm in jail. Well, that seems about right, <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, Cody would be in jail, yes. And if you're the real Cody, wouldn't you be insulted that your grandparent fell for this? <laughs> <laughs> but aren't all the worst kids in school named Cody? <laughs> it seems like Makes it. sense Cody's in jail. And then you would think that they would run out of grandkids that need bail money at some point, too. Well, that's not necessarily true. What if your grandkids are from Wingham? been saying for a couple years now with the rise of women's soccer how well women have competed internationally in this country there should be a women's soccer league and soccer stars christine sinclair and diana matheson they announced that come 2025 in april it'll be the first game of a canadian national women's soccer league that's awesome that olympic game that we got to watch that was the best soccer game i've ever seen i hurt my throat screaming oh, at the was, overtime penalty kick that's like a life highlight so the league is still without a name at this point. But again, April 2025 is when it's going to start. Canada Women's Pro Soccer finally coming to this country. Matt and I were trying to ponder names for the league. I was thinking maybe like the Women's Tacit Football League, the WTF. No, that stands for something else. You're right. How about the National Association of Dynamic Soccer? NADS. NADS. You see that NADS game? No, that doesn't work. Also... The trophy they have, we don't know anything about that. I'm thinking the trophy for women's soccer, it's got to have a powerful feminine name that represents womanhood. Mm. So I'm thinking if you win the Women's Soccer League trophy, you should get the Diva Cup. She always want to take it easy on the highway. We all do a couple kilometers over. There is a 17-year-old in Oro Medanti, up Barry area. 17 years old, in a 90 zone, doing 226 kilometers an hour. Holy crap, that's more than double. That's almost triple. Almost triple. <laughs> yeah, it it's almost triple. You're approaching. This, and I, I feel bad because 17 years old, like, I remember being in a rush at 17. You're maybe going to a party. Maybe some cute girl wants to see your bionicles. So you're in a rush to get there. The, you know, there's two reasons to drive that fast. Number one is you got a loved one in the hospital. And number two, uh, you're going to miss the start of House of the Dragon. You plan to write a letter to Santa. Apparently Santa is multilingual. Canada Post says if you're writing a letter to Santa, write it in any language you want. You pick a language, Santa will respond in that language. She finally got some translators up there in the North Pole. It's very cool. Yeah, people from every language working there. So whatever language you want, you write. And it's beautiful. Santa will always write you back. Doesn't matter your religion. Doesn't matter your race. Doesn't matter your age. Doesn't matter your sex. Santa, you write to Santa, he'll write you back. Except if you're on TikTok. Santa doesn't respond to morons. Girl Guides of Canada, their youth group, the Brownies, they're going to change the name to either the Embers Ooh. or Comets. I wonder if they'll change the outfit, too, because it was always brown. Kind of a boring brown. Yeah, Embers yeah. could be kind of cool. It could be like a nice orange outfit. Oh, yeah. Comets. Comets could be, could be blue or something. Yeah. The Girl Guides, they spend so much time standing and packing those Girl Guide cookies. Maybe the new name could be like the Packy Standies. No, no, no that yeah. could, that's problematic. No, as soon as I said and, it out loud. And the child labor thing, too. Yeah, no, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Disregard. 
How long, Matthew, did you have to save before you could buy a home? Back when I bought a home, I needed like 5000 bucks or something. What? Yeah, that was... $5,000? Yeah. And, uh... I could have saved up for like four homes at this point. So, yeah, it, it took us a couple years to save up. And then we bought our first home for, a, get this, 140000 You couldn't even buy a shack for that now. <laughs> you, you could buy, pay for half a shed from Kippen. There's this new report that says... Uh, young people, millennials, need to save for 22 years now to be able to afford the down payment for a home, the 20% on a home. For baby boomers, five years was the average. Dude, you'll be in your 50s before you can afford a home. <laughs> Silver lining, though. Yeah, homes cost more now. <laughs> Food's more expensive. Yeah. Global warming's killing the planet. Okay. But at least Noodle the TikTok pug is still... Alive and well. We have that to look forward to. You didn't hear? He passed away this weekend. He passed. Noodle died? Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, at least Canada is still in the World Cup. We have that. No. No. What? They're out. Oh, boy. Oh, it's be something. At least I still have my health. <laughs> it was a fascinating story. It was about a week, week and a half ago. Thanksgiving in the United States, there was this family on a cruise for Thanksgiving. This guy named James goes missing. They ended up finding him in the Gulf of Mexico. He fell off the cruise ship. So apparently he just got on the cruise ship. He and his sister decided to hit up the bar, had a couple drinks. That's the last thing he remembers. And then he went to find a washroom, his sister says, but he doesn't even remember going to find a washroom. He just wakes up in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico, and there's no boat in sight. Terrifying thing. Explain what he snacked on. Yeah, he said at one point he found what he thought was bamboo, and he stuck that in his mouth and just started ah, chewing on it. Yeah, because he said it tasted better than the salt water. Okay. <laughs> and at one point there was some kind of fish. He doesn't know if it was a shark or something, but he had to kick a large animal out of the way. And the best part, someone asked him, would you go on another cruise again? And he said, well, I'd definitely be open to going on another cruise because I really didn't get to go on this one. <laughs> I wouldn't set foot on another cruise ship after this. Some people just don't learn, man. Like, he doesn't even know how he fell off. I would kind of deal with that problem first. Like, yeah. how did I fall off without knowing I fell off? Because apparently he wasn't even drunk. That's what he's saying. But I don't know. There's something missing here. That's weird, man, with people like near death. But it's like, I'd do that thing again. Yeah. It's like people who go to Tim Hortons every morning, get the coffee. And it's like, oh, this is terrible. But then you go back the next morning. Guess I'll be back yeah. tomorrow. They were doing pizza day at a school in Quebec. And they found mouse droppings. Oh, my God. Mouse poop on the pizza. I would just think it was pepper. Or I've convinced my brain it was pepper because I'd want the pizza so bad. I feel like my need for the pizza, though, would be stronger than my discretion for eating the mouse poo. <laughs> it's kind of true, You right? know what I mean? I went to a birthday party. <laughs> you do this sometimes. Went to a birthday party early in the pandemic. Candles on the cake and a child <laughs> yeah. blowing out the candles. I was like, oh, I'm going to pretend I didn't see that so I can have some cake. Do a little filing in your brain and move on and have the cake. I know there are some cultural differences, but from what I understand... They don't usually put mouse poop on their pizzas in Quebec. It's not a Quebecois thing. No, that's Newfoundland. 
those free rapid antigen tests you get at the grocery store? Yeah, for some reason I keep grabbing them just because they're free. How That's many a- boxes do you have? I have at least six unopened boxes. Yeah, and there's like four kits in each one. Five, I you, think. You have enough to last until the next pandemic. Yeah, I can rapid test myself till 2037. They happen every hundred years or so. So they were supposed to stop being given away by the end of December, but the province says, Mm-mm, no, we're giving them away till June 2023. Okay. So you can keep collecting those tests, grocery stores, pharmacies. They can't give them away fast enough. Are they giving them away or are they just trying to get rid of them? Uh, it can like, be two things. So, so <laughs> <laughs> Me and Trish, the dish, though, we like to uh, do the swabs. We swab each other's noses before we go to family functions. We have older relatives, so we don't want to make anybody sick. You do it to each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we wow. help each other. And you know what they say about couples who swab each other's noses? Say it with me, Matt. Cokeheads. We've talked about on the show before how I've had some murderous thoughts. Somebody's doing a 70 on Highway 21. You think about getting to the side of them and ramming them into a farmer's field. You think about it, but you don't do it. Right. People who have too many items in the express lane at the grocery store, you want to shove their broccoli down their throat, but you don't do it because you're a human being and you want to live in a civilized society. You keep calm. This story comes out of Germany. Yeah, this 72-year-old woman sharing a room with a 79-year-old woman. Now, she's laying there, and she doesn't like the sound of the ventilator that that the 79-year-old's on. She goes over and unplugs the ventilator. She unplugged the woman's ventilator ventilator. that's keeping her alive? Nurses rush in and explain to her, you can't do that. This is keeping her alive. And they figured she understood, and then sometime... Several hours later, she got sick of the noise again and unplugged the ventilator. <laughs> Fortunately, they did revive the, the 79-year-old woman. Nobody's dead here, but I believe they moved the woman to another room, and now she's up for attempted manslaughter. <laughs> ridiculous. But, but ridiculous, but you understand, but right? relatable. Like You're in the hospital. You don't want to be there already. You might not be as comfortable as you'd like to be. And then you got Darth Ventilator sitting next to you. And it's like, can you please shut up with the ventilator? I mean, Even though they can't control no, it at all. It's not their fault, but I guess some people could get annoyed. Like, have you ever laid next to someone snoring? Yeah. Same kind of thing. Like, you want to just plug their nose. Until the breathing <laughs> stops. But you don't do it. But you would never would. Because you love them. Yes. The best thing you can do is fantasize about suffocating them. Beautiful thing Canada Post does. If you write a letter to Santa, they not only make sure Santa gets it, but you can write it in any language you want. Any language. Pick a language from this continent, another continent, indigenous, African, any language you can think of. You write to Santa, Santa will respond in your language because that's what Santa does. Santa's got... Major representation up there now, and he can write you back in your own language. He sure does. I like to write Santa in Arabic just because it sounds so romantic. Well, and you grew up listening to Arabic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful language. It's so beautiful. They call it one of the romance languages, right? Oh, that's that's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Really nice. So there's a couple guys in Australia. Police caught them. They were about to distribute $75 million worth of ecstasy to Australia. 
Ooh, that's a lot of ecstasy. And so police were on to them because there was these two guys communicating on some social media app. They thought it was encrypted. They made the mistake of posting some pictures between their conversation. So the first thing they did was they posted a picture of one of their dogs. It was a French bulldog. Oh, It was cute. Oh, see, now I can't be mad at these drug dealers because they love animals. Oh, so sweet. Yeah, a little Frenchie. But police focused in on the leash on the dog, and there was a phone number right there. <gasps> they, they had the dog tags. Yeah, the dog tags. The phone number right on it. Hold on. These multi-million dollar drug dealers went through the legal route of tagging the dog? They did. <laughs> so but here's where it went downhill. They sent some pictures to each other, one of a TV for some reason. You're bragging about the new TV, and totally. The, again, the police zoomed in. The, the person is in the reflection of the TV. Oh, no! Got a picture of one of them. And then the other one sent a picture of a door, and his reflection was in the brass door sign. So they had pictures and a phone number. It's all they needed to close the case. (laughs) Don't you love those Facebook marketplace (laughs) ads, though? I know. People people will be selling TV, mirrors, china cabinets. And we all put our detective's hat on when we're looking at the marketplace. I've done this before. Someone was selling a couch once, and they said it came from a pet-free, smoke-free home. I'm zooming in. There's like six dogs in the background, (laughs) 13 cartons of cigarettes. So, no. I'm not getting away with that. I love when people are selling mirrors, but the mirror is on the floor. So they like, the they're holding the camera below them at like chest level or knee level. But oh. you can, the perspective, you can see up to their face and you can see all of the chins. No one ever looks good from that perspective. So just make sure you're careful when you're posting on Facebook Marketplace. You put on a turtleneck or some rouge. I haven't seen this tuna yet in real life. IRL, as the kids don't say. What's that mean? In real life. Oh. Yeah. But there's a new black toonie circulating. It's got black on the outside and it's gold on the inside. Oh, I thought I just had a dirty one. No. Starting to rub it off. You might have a dirty one, but there's also black ones (laughs) circulating. Good to know. And it's black to commemorate the queen. The exterior is black to represent an armband of mourning. I guess the royal family, after a royal dies, they wear a black armband. The ring of death. Ring of death sounds cool. Yeah, they should call it the ring of death. Yeah, it should be called that. Uh, the outside of the tunie is also black to represent the people who aren't allowed to marry into the royal family. Oh. And the gold inside represents the mountain of gold that the queen left to her corgis instead of her loyal servants. What a shame. You collect anything weird? Yeah, I was telling you a while ago, we collect those Christmas nutcrackers. We have about 50 of them. Ooh, we, those look creepy. We've run out of space. So those are creepy. They got weird mouths. Yeah, but there's all different themes. We have like a rock star and a chef. And, and it's the same for nativity scenes. There's a lot of quirky nativity scenes. Like there's a hipster scene where everyone has beards. There's oh. dogs with robes nativity scene. There's one with just moose. So there's a lot to collect. There's a Star Wars one I've seen. There's a scene where Jesus is a moose. Yeah, There's a Star Wars one where Jesus is baby Yoda. I don't know why this isn't sacrilegious, but for some reason it's not. (laughs) People collect these things. There's this one guy named Michael Zaz. He's collected 2,539 nativity scenes. 2,539 nativity scenes. And he's getting this confirmed by Guinness World Records. It seems like he has the most of anyone. Where do you put these? Are some of them big, some of them small? Well, he has them right now displayed in a bank. They don't even fit in his home. What's his wife think of this? I think he's single. Yeah. There's nothing in the news article about a wife? It doesn't say it. And if this comes up and you're dating... I imagine I'm dating you. Sure. You ask me, what are you into? And I say, well, I'm into collecting nativity scenes. 
Is that a red flag? Well, first of all, <laughs> I'm I'm walking out of the day because uh, you're you used old photos when your beard wasn't all gray. True enough. So right away, your face is the first so. reason I'm walking out. But then you tell me you collect nativity <laughs> scenes on the first date. You're out, and you've got 2,500 <laughs> of them. Like, all right, maybe this guy came on a little strong. Maybe yeah. Third date, maybe fourth date, you introduce the 2,500 nativity scenes. Yeah, I might even store them somewhere and wait till after the wedding. Because that's the perfect way to start a marriage is with a lie. There's this dad in Virginia has a new world record for running a 10K while pushing his four kids in a stroller. Oh, when you said pushing his four kids, I was like, are they in a line? He's shoving them? Listen to his time. 48 minutes and one second. That's impressive for a 10K. That's yeah. impressive for a 10K not pushing kids. I can't, I can't do that without pushing kids. A four-year-old, two-year-old, and two 10-month-old kids in the stroller. You brought up a really interesting point, though. That the running is, probably is not the hardest part. No, that's what he said. The running's no problem. The 10K, it's the keeping the kids entertained for 48 minutes and one second. You have experience <laughs> with this because uh, when you were a, a new parent, you were planning birthday parties. I'll never forget the first birthday party. And young parents know this. You think you need maybe three hours to fit in all the games and the presents and the cake and everything. So you have all this stuff planned. You're like, great, I have a whole afternoon of stuff planned well, for the kids. Yeah. And I think the first one we did, we actually made it a four-hour party. And, oh, that was a big mistake because the kids had everything done within the first 40 minutes and then it was just pure, <laughs> oh cha pure chaos for the three some hours after that. Because kids just do things fast. Even the cake, you figure, well, that'll take at least a half hour. No, no they just like suck it up or don't eat it at all. And then that's done. And then you got to come up with more games. So if you're going to have a long one, you either got to be really prepared or just make it an hour. Or you could do the smart thing and avoid having kids all together. Well, I guess that's what you did. Yes, sir. And my life is great. It's always interesting when Google puts out their search results for the year. It's kind of a microcosm of what happened throughout the year. Microcosm? Why are you using big words? Well, it's true. Uh, the news searches, for example, Ukraine, Rogers Outage, Monkeypox, and Lisa LaFlemme. In the yeah. top four. <laughs> Those <laughs> are the things we were wondering about. What's monkeypox? We well, miss Lisa LaFlem. Did they fire her because she has gray hair? And people were wondering about this. And lots of why questions. Like, why did Will slap Chris? And why is there a formula shortage? Why is gas so expensive? Why are truckers protesting? Are people yelling this into the, their computers? Why are you yelling? Sounds complainy, doesn't it? Why is there a Tylenol shortage? Well, I guess because the world's falling apart. But we got to the bottom of some of the more local searches that we had here. Yeah, so Matt and I looked into the top searches around Huron County. The top search in Godrich was how to block old man balls at the YMCA. Light tunnel hours. Clinton. Top search in Lucknow was camo shirt lost and found music in the fields. Oh, yeah. Sounds about right. This one's out of Godrich. Why are there more weed shops than Tim Hortons? Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. And uh, Bayfield, the top question was linked to the road construction. Uh, when will this hell end? It was brought to my attention yesterday that Shake and Bake no longer has a bag in there. Now, if you're not familiar with Shake and Bake, it's breadcrumbs you can buy in a little box. And the idea is you put your piece of chicken in a little plastic bag with the breadcrumbs. You shake it up, and then you bake the chicken. 
It's like a breaded chicken. Yeah, you, you need the bag, don't you? How do you do the shaking without the bag? So, it yeah, it was mentioned that, can you believe they stopped including the bag in the shake and bake? It's like, bro, use a bowl. This is not a hard solution. <laughs> there is no outrage required here. Use a bowl or if you have like a Tupperware or something, you can like with a lid. Well, some people are feeling ripped off. They didn't get the plastic bag. What do you mean ripped off? The food is still in there. You don't need the bag. The company who makes Shake and Bake says it's going to avoid uh, several tens of thousands of tons of plastic waste going into the environment. 900,000 pounds. There you go. Because that does go in the garbage. You're not cleaning that thing out and putting it in the recycling when you've had raw chicken and shaking around in a bag. Your parents wouldn't do that? They wouldn't clean out the shaking? Because your parents reuse the little uh, maxi pad bags. No. They, they well, would put your change in it for your school lunch. Actually, my mom would um, clean the milk bags. Reuse those. But not the shake and bake bags? Not the shake and bake. We didn't do shake and bake. There's a line we with our cheapness in the hussy household. <laughs> we draw the line at shake and bake. But you're right. It, it, it just makes you think that there's so many things like that. It's always been that way. It should stay that way. But yeah, you just need a, like a Tupperware container with a lid and you shake it around. Yeah. Done. So please stop. Uh, you can put your pitchforks and torches down outside the shake and bake office. Everything will be all right. Shh, fatty's with you. Somebody who broke into a pet store in Hamilton Way. And we tell you about this because as police were arresting this suspect, a green tree python falls out of the suspect's jacket. Just crawls out and says, oh, what's going on here? What's going on, guys? Oh, oh there's an arrest going on here. Thankfully, those snakes are not venomous. I looked that up. I think they had to look it up, too. <laughs> because... They don't learn this in police college, which snakes are venomous and which aren't. I don't think so. <laughs> they did. You never know what someone has in their pocket, though. Holy crap. I mean, there's this guy in Goderich who got in trouble. He showed everyone his snake. Now Matt Hussey's not allowed back at the livery theater. Oh. 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 There might be a new law coming out that outlaws spanking. Spanking your kids. There's not a law against it yet? Just like we used to back in the day when things were better when I was young. Canada's NDP wants a federal law that makes it fully illegal for everyone. Parents, educators, doesn't matter who you are, makes it illegal to spank children. Right. No going behind the shed and giving a little whooping. Is that where your dad did it? My dad just did it in front of company. <laughs> oh, what? Did you get spanked growing up? A little bit of spanking. If it's true, it's that fun. generation. It was just something they did. For me, it was usually on the hand or on the on the butt. Yeah, a little swat on the hand. If I was really bad across the face, man, Lebanese style. Oh, oh yeah, it was real. Ouch. But it, we can all agree it's it's an old thing and not good for kids. But at the same time, we shouldn't Terrible. make spanking illegal altogether. There are some people you should be allowed to spank, like people who don't put their cart back in the car corral. Oh yeah, or people who don't tip. People who pronounce luck no luck now. Oh, it's unacceptable. Or anyone from Varna. It's a new report from Health Quality Ontario about emergency room wait times. Latest numbers are in from October. The average wait time in an Ontario emergency room is 22.9 hours, so almost 23 hours. Okay, so literally, give yourself a day. Pretty much a day. <laughs> so I did the math on this, because I'm a Star Wars fan. 22.9 hours. That's enough to watch the original Star Wars trilogy, the prequel Star Wars trilogy, the sequel Star Wars trilogy, with a couple hours left, so you can add Rogue One, a Star Wars story to that, and there's still a few minutes left over to fill that 22.9 hours. 
And then if there's another emergency while you're there, you might as well throw the whole series of Andor in there. (laughs) And the Mandalorian. And you could probably get through half of Boba Fett. Now, 22 hours in the ER might seem like a long time, but it could be worse. You could be at your child's school play. The Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty Podcast.